0: Welcome, it's indisputable, I'm your host, Rashad Richie, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today, breaking down news of the day. My contributor, none other than host, commentator and anchor Sharon Reed. And in the bullpen, my debate segment, we have attorney Ashton Cohen. So the good attorney wants to debate me about gun rights and recent Supreme Court rulings in relationship to gun control in this country. Should be a fascinating debate, top story of the day. A pregnant woman gets a ticket for driving in the HOV lane and says, no, I can legally do this because I'm pregnant. You see, the fetus is my second passenger, according to this woman. Let's put her picture up full mass, courtesy of 18 Live News. Pregnant woman in Texas plans to fight a ticket She received for driving in the high occupancy vehicle lane by herself saying, the overturn of Roe v Wade means that her unborn child counts as a passenger. Let me first stop on this point and say, even though this is ridiculous, this is insane. It is actually not more insane than the ruling to overturn Roe v Wade. Actually, if they wanna have linear logic here and have actual linear integrity, But let's go ahead and go all the way. That's right, the fetus must be another person. Child support has to begin at conception. Insurance companies must be mandated to ensure fetuses. And undocumented women who are in this country and pregnant cannot be deported because they are carrying a human being, a person, an American citizen. Let's go all the way. There's more. The Dallas Morning News first reported the incident involving Brandy Baton who got a $215 ticket after being pulled over on US Highway 75 South on June 29th. An officer peeked in and asked, is there anybody else in the car? She replied, she told the outlet, I pointed to my stomach and said my baby girl is right here, she is a person, okay. An officer from the Dallas County Sheriff Department told Plano, Texas resident the law states HOV lane users must have at least one passenger in the vehicle and those passengers must be outside of the body. Now, I'm about to take you down an interesting rabbit hole here. Because it is clear to me that some conservatives actually can't apply common sense. So the officer in Texas says, "Ma'am, actually this this doesn't really count." Ding, common sense. They found common sense. So more common sense happened. And then I said, "Well, I'm not trying to throw a political mix here. But with everything going on with Roe v Wade, this counts as a baby. She said, this has my blood boiling. How could this be fair? According to the new law, this is a life. Now, here's another interesting note, okay? HOV lanes are restricted to vehicles carrying two or more people. That's according to the Texas Department of Transportation. I'm gonna warn you, there's some more common sense from a conservative group coming. So the woman plans to fight the ticket and has a court date on July 20th. We're gonna follow this court date. Amy O'Donnell, the spokesperson for the anti-abortion group. Anti-abortion group, they are a right leaning organization. Texas Alliance for Life said that while the Texas Penal Code does recognize an unborn child as a person, the Texas Transportation Code does not see, and that makes sense to them. So once again, you have a conservative organization who says, you know it it makes total sense that the unborn fetus is a whole human being based on what the Supreme Court said. And it also makes sense that the traffic law does not recognize it as a life. All right, we're good with that. Do you see the hypocrisy? Do you see if they actually had linear integrity about what they believed? It will go all the way through, but it doesn't. You know why? Because Roe v Wade was never about life. If Roe v Wade was about life or an unborn child, do you not think the natural permeation of rights beyond that Supreme Court ruling would start to become an advocacy dynamic within the conservative movement? But it has not. They stopped it right there because that's all they wanted to do was to take away a woman's right to choose things. You now have state legislatures who are passing laws to make it illegal for a pregnant woman to leave the state, to go to a state where it's legal to exercise her choice. They're passing laws saying if you do that and come back to this state, you will be charged with murder. That is presented legislation right now. It violates the Constitution. The Constitution says you have the right to interstate travel under the Commerce Clause of the Constitution. Once again, if that law is passed, another right that can only be taken away from women, Miss Reed thoughts on this. I love her.
1: okay, and I can't think of a better spokesperson poster child than Brandy, he said her name is. Um, she is the epitome of a soccer mom, probably wearing cowboy boots because it is Texas after all. And I gotta tell you something, the fact that she wasn't tased or beaten means that she's actually gonna get a hearing here, okay? Yeah. That's why I said to Rashad, she's perfect, Dr. Ritchie, she is perfect for this fight. And now the hypocrisy um, is real and she kind of is gonna open up a Pandora's box here. I think that's the, the right way to say it because other people are gonna come up with excuses too, only I know what's going on in my home. Only I know what's going on in my home or perhaps isn't. My belly protrudes a little bit, maybe I'm caring, I don't know, I try not to speed. I try not to speed, but if I'm pulled over, perhaps I am carrying two people, right? Mm. So this can go on and on and on, and you're right, hypocrisy all the way. I wanted to go all the way back to those justices who decided
0: this thing, and let's get it all done. And I too am do some child support. (laughs) There you go, from conception, right, if they have linear integrity. All right, we'll follow the case, see what happens. You never know, Sharon, you could get a judge that actually agrees with her. Now you have precedent, all right? Massive judicial issues can come from that. A 911 operator was charged with manslaughter, for killing the woman that you're looking at now. Let's put her picture up for a mass. I've been saying this from day one, the 911 operators who are proven to be negligent and caused the death of someone should be held accountable. So there's a 911 operator has been charged with involuntary manslaughter after he declined to send an ambulance to that woman. That woman you're looking at was bleeding to death. This was in Pennsylvania, the AP reported this. The criminal complaint filed within the Western District of Pennsylvania last month, says Leon Price, 50 years of age, was on a 9-1 call between him and Kelly Tichenor and refused to send an ambulance to her mother that you just saw. Unless she indicated she would go to the hospital. So you literally have a back and forth between a 911 operator and a hysterical young person calling the operator because her grandmother is suffering and bleeding. There's more. Ms. Tichino made the 911 call on July uh, July 2020, according to court documents. In the complaint, Tichino's attorney said she described her 56 year old mother, uh, Dania Cronk as uh, incoherent and bleeding from the rectum. That's what she said to the 911 operator. Now you and I don't need to be trained to understand that's serious. All right, this is a serious thing. You need to get an ambulance over here right now. 911 operator decided not to do so, um, but Price told her bluntly. The 911 operator said bluntly that no emergency services such as an ambulance would be dispatched to her mother because it would be a waste of resources. That complaint says. No requested emergency services came that day as a result of defendant Price's actions and as a proximate and or direct result of the lack of emergency medical care, Ms. Cronk died according to the complaint. The 911 operator is the proximate or direct cause of the death. That's your prerequisite for a homicide, okay, for a manslaughter. If Price had sent an ambulance had done the basic job of a 911 operator, or some kind of emergency. According to the report, the complaint says Miss proc would have at least suffered less and might have had a more dignified death. The lawsuit also says Price must be must have been aware of the gravity of the situation due to the daughter's pleading, uh, pleading tone and description of what was wrong with her mother. The the daughter goes into much detail about the scene, about the pain and the bleeding of her mother. Mr. Price, non responsive. Mr. Price decides not to send an ambulance, and Mr. Price has now been arrested, charged with manslaughter. Um, Ms. Tinchino said, I believe, I believe in my heart that my mother would still be alive if he would have sent an ambulance. It should not be. It should not have been his decision. He should have sent an ambulance and let the professionals decide if she could go to the hospital or not. That actually happened two years ago. He has finally been charged in Greene County now. Two years later, Greene County, Pennsylvania officials have now charged price with involuntary manslaughter. The Post reported for which, what's the maximum here? A $10,000 fine up to five years in prison, that's your maximum. So you have an entire human being who's dead. You actually have someone who's responsible and the maximum they can get is a $10,000 fine and five years in prison. You know good damn well, he would never get the maximum. Mr Price obviously was mistaken about his profession, causing the death of unarmed people. Who do you think you are, the police? Let me remind you of Tamir Rice. Let's put up his picture cuz there's another 911 operator that should be arrested. This happened back in 2017. Look at the face of this 12 year old. Now we talk about the cop who did it. We had a lot of commentary about that cop last week. We stopped him from getting another job. But you know what happened with the 911 call? The 911 dispatcher did not report that it was a juvenile and did not report it was possibly a toy, even though, even though the person who called 911 said it is probably a toy gun and he's a juvenile. Dispatch did not relay that, just called the 12 year old Amir Rice, just called the young man a guy, a guy. Okay. 2017, a 911 dispatcher who took a call that led to white officers fatally shooting the 12 year old child outside of a recreation center has been suspended for eight days. Police chief Calvin Williams found in a letter dated March 10th that Constance Hollinger, that's the 911 dispatcher that she'll be arrested now. Constance Hollinger violated protocol the day of the shooting, uh, the day of the shooting of Tamir Rice who had been playing with a pellet gun. Now, get this, there was a suspension. Literally, the 911 dispatcher got a harsher penalty than the cop that killed the young Tamir Rice. This happened in 2017, where is justice because of the failure of this 911 operator for Tamir. Tamir was shot within seconds of the police cruiser skidding to a stop just a few feet away from him, November 2014, outside the Cleveland Recreation Center. The city's internal disciplinary charges accused Hollinger of failing to tell the dispatcher who sent the officers to the rec center that the man who called 911 about a guy pointing a gun at people also said it could be a juvenile and that the gun might be fake. Dispatch said none of that. We brought this up 2017, it happened 2014, still no justice. Of the young Tamir Rice. All right, sharing thoughts.
1: Yeah, and Tamir Rice's mother is still hollow, broken. Life will never be the same. 1.8 seconds, I believe it was, might be less than that, when the officers violated their training and protocol and rolled up on the scene like, you know, something out of a, a dumb cop movie. It was ridiculous. Mr. Price, in this current case, there's a difference. Dr. Ritchie between a mistake and willful misconduct, right? And I often wonder why people like Mr. Price go into jobs where they have to interact with the public at some of their most stressful moments. They do it because it's about power. Just like the police you mentioned and talk about often on this show, they do it because they love power and they love to misuse it and they love to control people. And this woman was not provided expedient medical help because mr price wanted to play God he's unworthy it should be the ten thousand dollars and he should get the maximum and I hope you keep talking about it yeah. because light has to be you know put the spotlight on these people
0: right. yeah and that's the the greatest way to disinfect corruption is by way of exposure that becomes the great great light that we have with platforms all right Congresswoman Boebert has been reported to the FBI for threatening to kill the President of the United States. All right, so let's put up the tweet. Lauren Boebert, United States Congresswoman, has been reported to the FBI and Secret Service after she made threatening tweets on Sunday morning. She said, and I quote, we need to terminate this presidency, end quote, repeat the line. Uh, This quote likely refers to remarks made by President Biden last week when he misspoke while talking about reproductive rights and a 10 year old having to travel to Indiana to receive an abortion. Here's the uh, Biden slip up. Ten years old and she was forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana to seek to terminate the presidency and maybe save her life. Yeah. All right, so Biden is an old ass man, he makes old man mistakes. He has done this since I don't know 20 years ago when he was really old back then too. Nothing new here, he said and I quote terminate the presidency. He meant terminate the pregnancy. All right, because Boebert did not correctly, didn't correctly say this. It's unclear what her true intentions are, but many people saw this as a threat. They did report to Congresswoman. So there's one tweet, Sunlit Star, FBI Secret Service tagged this person continues to threaten the life of the president after taking action on January 6 to overthrow a valid election in government please take action now remember um, this is not the first time Boebert has basically said something that insinuated you know we need to kill people so there's a different context with this United States Congressperson um, let's go to the next uh, tweet I reported uh, reported this tweet you should too uh, this isn't funny this is not satire this is not about party lines. This is about a threat made against the president from a sitting member of Congress and someone who supports the overthrow of our government. All right, Uh, let's go to what she said to a Christian uh, organization in Colorado.
2: Praise the Lord, I hope that blesses somebody. But I I do want you to know I pray for our president Psalm 1098 says, May his days be few and another take his office. (laughs) Hallelujah! (laughs) Glory to God.
0: She's referring to a Hebrew text, may his days be short means in that context, the scripture was talking about death, was talking about killing another individual. That's the scripture she quoted. There's more despite of false claims and threats. She also would prefer the church itself to be in charge of the government. Here it is.
2: The reason we had so many overreaching regulations in our nation is because the church complied. The church is supposed to direct the government. The government is not supposed to direct the church. That is not how our founding fathers intended it. And I'm tired of this separation of church and state junk. That's not in the Constitution. It was in a stinking letter, and it means nothing like what they say it does.
0: This is a whole damn congresswoman does not even understand the founding of America. Literally with all of the flaws of the framers of this experiment called America. They literally were trying to get away from church and religious rule. They provided the framework for a secular government. That's why God is not mentioned in the US Constitution. Now, you have a congresswoman threatening to kill a president. Says that the church needs to be in charge of the government. Not the government in charge of the government. Not the people in charge of the government, but the church, the church. What did Donald Trump say about this congresswoman? Well, two weeks ago, he said and I quote, you have one of the greatest congresswomen, I think in history. We love her, she's special, Donald Trump. Sharon, make sense of it.
1: Well, she is special, especially <laughs> annoying. She laughs at herself and, and these ridiculous jokes she makes constantly. She's not funny. She's like this annoying fruit fly that comes around. They usually start in March and April. You know the kind, I've had a band in my house at certain times. I can't stand them. And there's always one that's buzzing around, and that's her. I don't like her. Her glasses, her (laughs) smirk, her voice that's missing that credible uh, level of bass, it does not exist with her. So when Donald Trump calls her special, she is especially annoying. We have so much to get done, and she's just annoying us to death.
0: Yeah, you know, those people that that took down Matt Gates with all that information, they do have her on the radar now. So I'm looking to see if more information will come out against Boebert. It is fascinating that she's able to do this without real penalty from her party or even pushback from the Democrats. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. <clears throat> got a lot of show left. Okay, before I get to some of these comments, let me remind everyone, big homie J.R. JR Jackson, JR Jackson live weekdays, 12 <laughs> p.m. Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time, the watch list, add the watch list to your watch list. It is a dope show. You can also follow at facebook.com forward slash watchlisttyt and youtube.com forward slash watchlisttyt. Let's go to the comments, electric dragon Anea, I think. There's no way that woman who says her unborn fetus should count as a passenger actually believes that. She's just a self entitled Karen who doesn't belong in the HOV lane. Maybe we need to protect the rest of us drivers by creating a new lane for Karens called POS Lane. <laughs> it would be bumper to bumper. Fascinating. All right, Nostra Science says <clears throat> if those type of kind MAGA Christian fundamentals prayers could kill, uh, yeah, we would all be dead. That's correct. This is amazing to me. How all the pro-life people wanna kill somebody, it's fascinating. All right, now one operator, uh, Bernie the Kiwi Dragon says, what, what part of incoherent and bleeding do you not understand like an emergency? Does not sound like an emergency. Uh, Pinky Honey says, as a former dispatcher, he is wrong on all levels. No one is denied service, especially when blood is involved. All right, Twitch, um, Ching 3871, in all fairness, this is a much better argument than the other BS. It actually is, that's the irony of it. It's a ridiculous argument but makes more sense than the previous arguments presented by Republicans. Okay, I got something for everybody. I wish you Karen would.
2: You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday. You're, you're I'm still go go. back off. I'm going to tell them there's an
3: African-American man threatening my life. Get the in your car right now. in your car, you cut me off, stupid son of a I cut you off? Yeah, you. That's why I'm your license plate. Here. Congratulations. Wow. What did you say? Say that again. Yeah. Say that again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. again. What did you just say? What did you just call my wife? What did you, you just call my wife? Me. You just call my wife? Oh. Yeah. You cut me off. Stupid sign of. So get out of the car. Let's get
0: a small car, call the cops. Go, I will. Go ahead. Okay. So I don't condone violence. I always say that for TV. I do condone self defense. When he came back to that car, that was what we call, in my neighborhood, an ass and opportunity moment. Now, this male, Karen, obviously a racist. We did not play the word, but he was calling the person driving an n-word lover. So when he says this, the driver says, what did you say about my wife? Well, sir, in all due respect, he's saying anything about you. And it's also an insult to your wife. So he's not just saying it to your wife, uh, this actually happened in Ontario, Canada. Here's what's fascinating to me, there are terminologies that really go global, racist terminologies that have been adopted by nations all across this planet. Uh, this is one of those moments where we highlight to provide a mirror for reflection, yes, but hopefully for correction. Somebody knows this guy, let's put his picture up full mass. We have not been able to independently identify this a racist Karen, this racist male Karen, but if you know him, there needs to be an intervention. This racism is off the spectrum here. Okay, Share your thoughts on this guy.
1: You know, There's laws in Canada and you'd probably know more about them than I do about hate speech. Um, they, they have at times said Ann Coulter, you can't come. Bill O'Reilly, you can't come up here. Uh, they've been successful in that because of your hate speech or what was determined to be that. This to me is the epitome of it. I am still fascinated though, these male Karens are bold. Okay, look at the physique, not an overwhelming man. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what the, the man he was attacking. That was so nice. But he's not an overwhelming man in need of a sports bra. He perhaps would have gotten, and I forget the terminology that you called it in the hood, um, the green light for it anyway. He would have gotten that from a lot of people, Dr. Richie. He didn't get it here. I don't condone violence either, but and the pot belly. And all of that, um, these male be the, until they're beaten back. And I, I don't mean that literally, it's gonna go on and on because they really do believe they have these superpowers where they can go around and dish it out because they never seem to take it. And it's time that they start taking it,
0: I mean, taking it. Yeah, when he came back to the vehicle, um, I would have personally interpreted that moment as a threatening situation, I would have defended uh, my wife is called in the defense of others. It is perfectly legal in the United States of America, in every single jurisdiction. Believe me, I checked. A GOP Arizona representative said that she would shoot her own grandchildren about guns. Here it is.
2: Arizona is recognized for two minutes. Thank you,
1: Representative Jordan. I rise in opposition to HR 2377. I have five grandchildren. I would do anything, anything to protect my five grandchildren, including as a last resort, shooting them if I had to, to protect the lives of my grandchildren. Democrat bills that we've heard this week want to take away my right, my right to protect my grandchildren. They want to take away the rights of law abiding citizens to protect their own children and grandchildren and wives and brothers and sisters.
0: Yeah, she says she'll kill her own grandchildren, put up the picture full mass of this particular lawmaker from Arizona. The bill she's talking about that she's against is HR 2377, which by the way, would allow authorities to take guns from people who are deemed to be threats to themselves or others like her. If the law is passed, damn it, she's the first one you need to disarm. She just said on a microphone, she will kill her own grandchildren. I think she qualifies for 2377. Let's put up the tweet. She's trying to explain herself. She says, and this is Miss Debbie Lesko. The lawmaker says, it never ceases to amaze me. The lengths gun control zealots will go. Wait a minute, Congresswoman. You just threatened to kill your grandchildren, but I digress. They turned my speech about protecting Second Amendment rights and my right to protect my grandchildren from violent criminals into a claim I would harm my own grandchildren. Absolutely ridiculous. I wish a Karen would. Ma'am, your words betray you. Miss Dahl thoughts here.
2: I don't know. I mean, we all heard her say what she said. That made zero sense to me. Um, you know, it's they always say, you know, the Democrats are coming to take our guns. And, you know, Republicans don't have a problem with doing what they want, right? With abortion laws, they didn't try to, you know, make it reasonable restrictions. They, They've worked for years to completely take away the right for an abortion. Whereas Democrats are trying to do things like red flag laws and then make an AR 15, a weapon of war be purchased by a 21 year old. I mean like super reasonable restrictions. Maybe Democrats should just say, yeah, let's get rid of the second amendment. I mean, that's what they're saying the Democrats are doing. And then from there they can negotiate a more reasonable policy, but yeah. Anyway, it's just the Second Amendment. We do not have unfettered constitutional rights. The First Amendment, which is free speech, we have restrictions on it. You can't defame people, you can't libel on it. Second Amendment, sure, is a constitutional right, but there can be restrictions on that, too.
0: That's right. Every constitutional right, every constitutional right requires a statutory responsibility to that right. You cannot violate other people in the execution of your own rights. That is not how this works. All rights come with built in responsibilities for those rights to remain protected. And I echo what you just said attorney, uh, that it is time for Democrats to show radical leadership in order to balance radical chaos. You must have radical leadership to balance that out. Uh, There is something terribly wrong with the United States Constitution. The second amendment is part of it. All right, I got something to everybody, double dose.
2: You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a you Sunday. Know. You're, you're still so friends, back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Yeah,
1: you need to get out of my face. Shut up, shut up. Why am I my shirt? I never, oh, yeah, said said not I never known about your said ugly outfit. I never said ugly outfit. I called that. you ugly. You said rude outfit. Maybe, That's what he said. Maybe, you said. You don't come. Don't You shut up. Well, I'll take you outside. Well, my, so shut up. What are you gonna do? I'll take you outside, and big grandpa. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Did you call me your grandma? I'll put your little butt down there and mash you just not. Get out of my face. You get out of my don't face. Don't touch me, back up. Right, don't so back touch up. me, back you up. don't tell me to back up. Get out of my face. Shut up. Okay,
0: okay. You
1: shut your mouth All right. or you're going to you get it I'm, smashed. Okay. You think I'm scared of you? Okay. okay. What you okay? think I'm scared of you? Back up. You shut up. Come
3: on,
0: she's You ain't
1: eight. got no respect
0: for- The, the OG Karen here, Is the only disrespectful person I see, period. Why did this start? Because the young lady is wearing a pro choice t-shirt, okay? Think about the irony of this. You have a violent elderly Karen who should have matured out of this kind of back and forth because of a person's choice to wear a shirt. Think about the irony here. Not only does she say a woman, should not have choice about our own body. What this Karen is saying is that you should not even have choice over what shirt you wear on a given day. That makes me upset according to this particular Karen. Is it not strange that virtually every conservative who is as they say pro-life, are so pro-violence and pro-death and pro-death penalty and pro-war and pro-defunding programs that actually take care of children when they are birthed into the world. I still can't understand how Democrats allowed them to hijack the terminology pro-life, all right? Okay, Uh, she was according to the report, let's put a picture of full mass here. She was kicked out of that particular Walmart. Um, but as of now, we don't have much more information. More information, I'm sure, is yet to come. Sharon,
1: I notice things and you I just love this segment. You know how much I adore it because it's eye opening and it's entertaining. And it's tragic too. But I pay attention to everything uh, when these Karens are recorded. And did you notice which aisle she was in, this OG Karen? It was full of processed food. And um, chemical additives, and I happen to be reading a study. This is a huge coincidence, Dr. Ritchie. And it talks about how these processed foods, look at them bag after bag after bag, full of salt and nonsense and things you can't pronounce. It leads to mood swings, irritability. Did you know that? That's what happens. So as we study more and more of these Karens, no matter the age, we're getting clues to their habitat. And what's leading them to their <laughs> behaviors. We're, we're actually, they're give, they're like lead, leading little little drops and, and showing us where we can go to figure out how to solve this thing.
0: This is so interesting because we are literally keeping a research guidebook here mm-hmm. about documenting certain nuances of carenicity. Mm-hmm. You may have discovered something, there may be, listen, dare I say, there yeah. may be a formula. To correct this behavior, we're willing to try anything right now. This epidemic is out of damn control. I need white women to hold a press conference and figure out what's going on in their communities all across this planet. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. What's happening? Welcome back. Got a lot of show left. Let me give a big thank you, big shout out to Fubo TV. We're always expanding. At TYT, uh, Now we are part of Fubo TV's new bundle and elite and ultimate channel plans. All right, find TYT on Fubo TV. You can also use the search tool by visiting tyt.com forward slash Fubo TV. You can get a rundown of all the places you can hear the content. All right, Eileen, God, God, no dragon. I hope Dr. Richie says double dose, It's a natural metabolism booster. I did, you got it in, glad your metabolism is where it should be. All right. Uh, Nostra Science says a MAGA racist Christian at the store on a good day is a rude experience. (laughs) Running into a MAGA racist Christian having a bad day is an AR-15 death trap. It's about right, sir. All right. Uh, Gord Wilkes, doc for Prime Minister of Canada. Let's look into that. Can I do that? Is that possible? Thank you for the compliment. Chichi uh, Massey says, I remember when Sister Sharon Reed read a racist Karen, the riot act in the most eloquent way on there. I've been a fan of hers ever since. Thank you for teaching us the right way to deal with these people. Sharon talk about that cuz I, you and were colleagues at that time. Yeah, at we the were. local news station. I remember I had just left the station and all of a sudden, it's like 11 o'clock at night, there's a firestorm happening. I'm like, what the hell happened since I left the station? Give uh, the viewers some insight into that day.
1: Well, it was interesting because, you know, we were asking for viewer comments. And so uh, Karen took it upon herself to comment. Um, and, and she misspelled the N word as well, but, you know, let's yeah. not we'll here. But I saw it as an opportunity. Um, it's not that Karen bothered me so so much or that I think that you always have to respond to her the same way because there's different ways to attack these variations in varying degrees of of these fools. But I did use it as an opportunity, Rashad, you and I have talked about this. There's a whole group of people out there who don't know that these Karens exist. You're really doing the people a, a, a service every day on your huge television show to to shed light and show the different variations um, of this kind of hate and nonsense. uh, Because we all have to be on the lookout. This is what's out there. So that was just my small way of saying, hey, look, um, they're back to infect us or
0: try to. Yeah, and you made a decision right there. You said we're gonna go live with this. This is a viewer commenting about us right now. We're gonna go ahead and read it. And then challenge that point of view. I thought it was done professionally, it was done artfully, and it was done with the lesson attached. Okay. All right. We've been talking about this. Akron police, they punch a restrained handcuffed protester at a police brutality protest. Here it is.
3: Don't pull cool him down. He's handicapped. Get off of him. Back, back, off, back. Back, back up. Back up. Handicapped. Don't touch him. Back up. 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 hit that. Watch your backs. Y'all punching him in his. Back Back
0: The officers decided to punch a handcuffed individual in the face multiple times. There is currently an investigation now into this. Remember, this was a protest about police brutality. They can't even be on their decent behavior in the middle of controversy about their own actions against citizens. This was at the Jalen Walker protest, all right? Let's put up a picture of the man who was assaulted. After being arrested, along with seven other protesters, Michael Harris is now back home with his family. Bianca Austin, Brianna Taylor's aunt recorded the video of Harris being assaulted by the police. So you have the aunt of Breonna Taylor, once again, a tragedy connected to police brutality and violence. She ends up getting arrested. Bianca Austin along with uh, Jacob Blake, senior senior, let's put up the pictures. They were arrested last week at that same protest. They were recording police brutality and they ended up being arrested themselves. Now remember the tragedy that they have gone through, they have decided to take that energy of grief and transform it into energy for power to empower others. So they travel state to state, city to city in order to provide support to locals who have been adversely impacted by police violence in their community. And what did the police do? The police locked them up also. Both Harris and Blake Blake Sr. faced charges of rioting, disorderly conduct, failure to disperse, and resisting arrest. All BS charges, all BS charges. If you walk away from a cop that's telling you to go this way or that way or come here, they could charge you with all of this souped up. Mr. Blake was beat up so severely they had to take him to the hospital before they took him to jail and he was handcuffed on a hospital bed. He could not, he wasn't even fit to be incarcerated. He was beat up so badly by the police at a police brutality protest. The police department did respond to the incident. Here's what they said, force was needed to affect their arrest. Police said in a statement released Thursday morning in reference to. Wednesday night's arrest, a spokesperson for the police department tells Fox 8. The incident will be reviewed internally by the department, which they say is a standard for any use of force violation or allegation. The 30 day review will consider the totality of the circumstances and whether that amount of force was reasonable. Ah, But that'll do it. Let the police investigate the police so that we can come to an unbiased conclusion. There's no other department of government allowed to do that. Watershed management cannot investigate watershed management corruption. It doesn't exist in any other department but the police. All right. Sharon, thoughts on this?
1: Well, I have a lot of thoughts. Um, and, and and honestly, Brianna Taylor still no justice. Her her family's lucky that they weren't also uh, the added charge trumped up of uh, recording within a certain distance. You know, they're they're putting those laws on the wall. It is ridiculous, and they've already alluded to the next step—the the super strength, superhuman Negro who is just not able to be contained at all without people beating, police dragging, and just uh, pulling them down, and just you know uh, attacking them to the point where you said they have to be hospitalized. That—that's next. As outlaws continue to investigate their own. Uh, I don't know what else to say about it, but it's disgusting to watch. And it's why you have to keep recording at enormous
0: cost apparently, personal cost. You know, Every friend I have, they know if you're in the car with me and I see somebody pulled over, I don't care if we are running late. I don't care where we have to be, we're gonna stop the car. We're gonna record every time, no exception. And I don't mind telling somebody I'm late for the right reason. All right, but it's gonna take that, it's gonna take that and a lot more of it. Just when I thought Herschel Walker could not say anything dumber than what he has already said before, here it is. You
3: got rid of the pipeline, yeah. get rid of the pipeline, get rid of our energy. Starts this downfall because we need energy for everything. We all know that. And they would talk about the Green New Deal, you know, climate change. I'm gonna help you all with that real quickly, and I'm gonna do it in the right sphere way so you can understand what I'm saying. We in America have some of the cleanest air and cleanest water of anybody in the world. Yes. That's right. yes. So what we do is we're going to put from the Green New Deal millions or billions of dollars cleaning our good air up. So all of a sudden China and India ain't putting nothing in there cleaning that situation up. So with all that bad air is still there. But since we don't control the air, our good air decided to float over to China. Bad air. So when China gets out good air, their bad air gotta move. So it moves over to our good air space. And now we gotta
0: clean that back up. You see, some of you all say I'm hard on uh, brother Herschel, okay? The man just said, he's running for the US Senate, which is a policy job. The man just said, That air will come from China, we're gonna get there, bad air. If we engage in practices connected to the Green New Deal, which by the way, the majority of Americans afford the Green New Deal. Uh, The majority of Republicans based on itemization, they afford the Green New Deal. Uh, Nothing radical about it, given overall context. Now, where did Herschel Walker get this from? Well, guess what we found out, put up the picture. What he said was literally a line directly out of the movie. Spaceballs, Spaceballs, the man thinks Spaceballs is real. That's what he thinks. He thought it was a documentary, obviously, and don't say I'm being hyperbolic. At this point, we have to consider that Herschel Walker believed that Spaceballs was an actual real thing. Not a fictional movie, he's citing a plot out of the movie in his actual speech. Now remember his campaign has already said it's been exposed uh, that one he lies all the time. Uh, And two, they don't think he has the capacity mentally to ever be a US senator, even though they're gonna continue to manipulate and try to trick the masses. Um, His own campaign does not trust them emails and text messages that we exposed a few days ago right here on Indisputable. show uh, show advisors discussing how they do not trust Walker both to tell the truth to them and to handle campaign events properly. He spouts falsehoods like he's breathing, the advisor said. So much so that his own campaign stopped believing him long ago. He's lied so much, we don't know what's true, the person said. Adding that aides have zero trust in the candidate. Three people interviewed with this article independently called him a pathological liar. Who is he endorsed by again, Oh, the other pathological liar, Donald Trump. You see, these cats are similar, they subscribe to the same ideology. They get each other. So when you look at the connection between Trump and Herschel Walker, what is it really about? They're both horrible people who really don't give a damn about doing right by others, but they are able to be manipulated by powerful interest and money. See, that's the issue I really have with Herschel. It's not that he's not the brightest bulb. It's that he's willing to be used in a way that's antithetical to communities that I love. Sharing thoughts here.
1: I think it's amazing that the the campaign has this internal debate. What the what are they debating? He does not have the capacity. To water my plants, let alone go to Washington. I'm worried that he won't be able to find his way back home. I really am concerned about that. Maybe that would do us some good here in Georgia, where I sit, you know, where I reside. I think there's a difference. You know, people when they're laughing with you and laughing at you. And you heard the chuckles there, okay. On and on and on. And he does not know that they're laughing at him, but as you said, using him. All I can say is I look forward to this all to revive Spaceballs, the sequel.
0: <laughs> I would love to see the sequel now, you got me all in. I just love the movie, right. I thought it was a funny movie. But let's get this going again. All right, let's get it going. Okay, something good came out of it then. All right, we got more on the other side, It's indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back, we still got a lot of show left. Okay, here's the thing. A Pennsylvania state lawmaker had time today. Here it is.
1: We're talking about women dying. We're talking about more than half the population not being able to make decisions when not even half of this body has a uterus. But here we are being silenced yet again and understand when you're silencing us we are actually elected officials like you all so you're silencing millions of voters from every corner of the commonwealth when you silence us and don't allow us to amend bills that won't let people vote that won't allow women to make their own decisions you're silencing all of us so we need to suspend the rules and let amendment come through before we rush this off to the voters. Those same voters that you tried to silence in 2020 when you didn't like the outcome of the election. Those same voters that you said Mr. it didn't Speaker. matter what they chose. Those are the people you're trying to shut up.
0: We need more leadership like this. I'm going to give you the background to the specifics she's referring to. Let's put up a picture full of mass. This is State Representative Joanna McClinton. She went off on her fellow lawmakers for betraying women in reference to reproductive, reproductive rights, then working to rig the game, making it harder to vote them out of office. So she's the House minority leader. Okay. She is the first woman to lead the Pennsylvania Democratic House. So what was the outrage for? The Pennsylvania Senate on Friday, gotta check this out, approved a proposal which was later also supported in a House vote to add language to the state constitution. Now, they already, they already won in the Supreme Court, okay? Republicans don't take a victory lap. They wanna win and double down and take more rights away from women in their own state, all right? So to add to the state constitution language explicitly that the document does not guarantee any rights relating to abortion or public funding of abortions. Now, this is really ironic. So the constitution, a state constitution is meant to say here are the rights that you have. Okay, they're creating a dynamic of their constitutions to guarantee that you have no rights in a particular area. You see the irony here? Okay, that's what they're using, they're weaponizing their constitution. So she was upset, rightfully so. Uh, The proposed text states that the policy of Pennsylvania is to protect the life of every unborn child from conception to birth. It does not list any exceptions. It also asserts that nothing in the state constitution requires taxpayer funding for abortion. and Last-minute addition to that legislation also now requires voters to show identification at polling places, not just when they registered to vote, which is actually the current law. So they do the good one too, right? Once again, adversarial to the general sentiment of Americans, most Americans believe in a woman's right to choose. Most women obviously believe in a woman's right to choose. Most Republicans, ironically enough. Believe in a woman's right to choose. However, the power structure of elite political classes have deemed otherwise. And women like Miss McClinton, the great state representative out of Pennsylvania, is fighting them. Sharon, thoughts on this?
1: You know, again, I listen and I watch everything, and as she was so passionate. And making perfect sense, Um, just a great, I look for more things from her. You notice how there's always that one guy with a very dry throat in the background, (laughs) likely wearing capris and summering in the Hamptons who has Mr. Speaker and Mm -hmm. wants to hear you right now. And I don't know why they're piecemealing this thing. Why not just say if you have a uterus, sit down and shut up. You don't matter and you will not be counted. That would that would go a lot further than this thing that they're zigzagging all over the place and they're not making much sense. Just say if you have a uterus, sit down and shut up because that's what they really mean.
0: Yeah, and and I really believe that at some point in the very near future, there's going to be some lawmaker who presents a case that women should not serve in political office and cite the foundational principle of this country which did not allow women to seek political office. All right, Sharon, always a pleasure having you on the program. Tell people they can follow you, check out your great work.
1: Um, I'm everywhere, Sharon, Reed live, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Um, So I, I just enjoy being part of the conversation. Thank you, Dr. Ritchie.
0: And thank you, we enjoy having you. We got more on the other side. The bullpen is next, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We have a few comments. I wanted to make sure I at least got to a couple of them. Thank you for joining us. Big ups to C. Michael Henson. Welcome to Indisputable. Thank you for joining us on that page. Vincent Morales, thank you. Welcome to Indisputable. Um, C Michael says, Herschel Walker sounds like somebody's drunk uncle at a family cookout. Uncle Herschel, sit your tail down, really interesting. All right, okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, we have attorney Ashton Cohen. Host of Electile Dysfunction, it's a podcast, interesting wordplay there. Writer at BOW TV, Mr Cohen, good to have you attorney, how are you sir?
4: Appreciate it Dr. Richie, thank you for having me
0: on. Absolutely, uh, we're gonna chop it up about the US Constitution, the United States Supreme Court and gun laws or gun control. How you want to term that? I don't want to presume what you know or believe about this dynamic, especially in light of recent decisions. So if you would give me your sentiment and I will then opine.
4: Okay, well, um, one of the one of the reasons why it's been used worthy as of late has been this uh, Bruin case, which essentially um, allows for uh, concealed carry uh, requirements uh, in the various states. So the, the Bruin case, for example, just invalidated a New York law which prohibited Individuals from getting uh, licenses to conceal carry in public uh, unless they were able to show proper cause. And the Supreme Court had taken a uh, pretty monumental decision on this that we've been waiting for for a long time, uh, basically saying that, well, you can't have these subjective criteria by which uh, to offer to issue a gun permitting license. So there are about 43 states in this country that are shall issue jurisdictions where if you meet objective criteria, you can get a license to uh, carry a firearm in public for self defense purposes. About six or seven, including New York, who was uh, subject of this lawsuit, say no, you actually need to meet what they call proper cause. And the problem with proper cause is that it's an undefined term, it's a subjective criteria. And what is proper cause? Well, proper cause is whatever a sheriff or a police officer uh, you know, says it is under the circumstances on a case by case basis. So it's led to this absurd conclusion where, uh, in places like California, where I live, where rich people, uh, politically connected people, people whose daddies paid for the sheriff's reelection, or who are, you know, in in bed with the uh, state senate or fund, uh, you know, some of the local politicians in the state, uh, they can get a, a permit to to carry All right. a weapon. Uh, and Criminals obviously can by virtue of being criminals, they don't care about the law. Uh, but somebody like me who's an attorney who uh, you know, I'm literally uh, an officer of the courts would be denied a permit based on the subjective arbitrary standards.
0: Let me ask you this question, because you talked about the ruling. Clarence Thomas has his opinion. He actually cited the terminology self-defense. Do you agree that we have a right to bear arms based on a dynamic of self-defense attorney? yes okay where is that in the constitution
4: okay so the right to bear so the, the right to bear on the second amendment has always been understood um to no, sir. include the self I, defense attorney,
0: right attorney in all due respect my question is where does it say that the right to bear arms is a self defense element of the us constitution
4: so the, it's the right of the people to to keep and bear arms, of course, on the Second Amendment. And so-
0: No, sir, that's not the, the reading of the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment says for a well regulated militia being necessary yes, right, to the security the of form. a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms should not right. be infringed. Uh, Clarence Thomas, you're an attorney, sir. Clarence Thomas referenced self-defense. Self-defense is not even worded in the US Constitution. He made that part up. In addition to that, In 2008 is when it changed with the decision of District of Columbia versus Heller. And that's when the court for the first time actually concluded that the Second Amendment is a right to individuals. So up until 2008, there was a massively different interpretation of what the Second Amendment actually meant, sir. So when a Supreme Court justice cites self defense as a reason to overturn local jurisdiction as it relates to gun policy, do you not find that problematic that he cited something that's not even contextualized in the Constitution itself?
4: Okay, so let's let's look at the context of the Second Amendment and the Constitution, which the Supreme Court did in this case as well. So the Second Amendment comes from the 1689 British Bill of Rights, right? That's where it's a derivative of. Prior to the Second Amendment, there were about seven, and immediately after the establishment of the Second Amendment, there were seven states. That codified the rights for self defense purposes. It's always been interpreted as a self defense amendment, just as every other Sir, bill of rights. In right. all due respect, just like that's every not other true. statute. That, Sir, that is true. Every other attorney. amendment in the Bill of Rights, every other amendment in the Bill of Rights applies to the rights of individual people, not the collective militia. Okay. This canard so, about the militia being, you know, the Second Amendment being.
0: Who wrote the you second know, amendment? To the sir, who wrote the second amendment ratified in 1791? Wow, so I'm it comes from
4: Thomas quick. Jefferson. So Thomas Jefferson wrote the uh, the essentially the corollary in the Virginia Constitution. No, sir, it's it's James word for word copy. No, sir. James Madison wrote the Constitution, but the actual Second Amendment, if you look at the Virginia Constitution, it was written by Thomas Jefferson. They took it almost word for word from the Virginia Constitution. Sir, the Second Amendment
0: Rights. ratified in 1791 was proposed by James Madison. The reason why that party James is Madison wrote the this, constitution.
4: Yes, but it was, it was taken proposed directly, Jefferson's,
0: sir. Yes. My point is, it was proposed directly by James Madison. James Madison, you said the the interpretation of the constitutional dynamic has always been the same. That's not true. When James true. Madison proposed the creation of the second amendment, it was to do one thing, and he went on record with it, to counteract a tyrannical government. That is what it was for. So when you say it's always been the same interpretation, that is not true. They've had different interpretations and not until 2008 did the courts recognize this as an individual dynamic. So, sir, it has not always been interpreted the same. That's why you had dissension in the circuit. You had dissension in the rulings of federal courts. And that's why in 2008, the US Supreme Court had to get involved. You had different conclusions at that time.
4: It's always had a dual purpose. I mean, I, I think it's uh, you know, we, we shouldn't get hung up on on. Grew up. If you look at the Virginia State Constitution, you'll see that Thomas Jefferson wrote that, and the Second Amendment's almost a word-for-word word copy from the right-to-bear-arms statutes amendment in the Virginia Constitution.
0: All right. So, let let me and, let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting. Do you believe you cited constitutional carry or concealed carry? Do you believe right. in constitutional carry? Yes. Okay. So constitutional carry basically says, listen, because bearing arms is a right. You do not need to go through a bureaucracy. You don't need to go through a permitting process. You can just go ahead and get a gun and and bear arms because it's a constitutional right. That's that's That's, not correct. Okay, go ahead. So so you
4: can still have objective criteria and the Supreme Court made that clear. So it depends
0: depends on the state. So I'm talking about state laws like Texas, which they believe in constitutional carry. They've already passed a law. It is legislation it's law. And according to their version of it, you have a right to bear arms without going through a prerequisite of government, sir. Is that incorrect?
4: I'm sorry, can can you repeat, you broke up on the last bit, I heard. According
0: to the current law in places like Texas and a few others. Constitutional carry means you don't need to go through a prerequisite process of government approval or permitting in order to carry and conceal a firearm. Am I correct or incorrect?
4: Right, of course, and you can't okay, get so abuse of course, right?
0: Now, you believe in constitutional carry, meaning because it's a constitutional right, you do not need a process to approve you to exercise that right. Am I right so far?
4: No, I th- I think that a, a process of demonstrating, you know, uh, certain hours of training, which many states
0: have, I think that's okay. Think so you disagree with the Texas version of the law then? And you disagree with the Republican version of the legislation, and you disagree with the Georgia version that just got passed. So you disagree with them.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think it's reasonable for every state to make their own judgment. But if you were to have, you know, some of these states have, you know, basic just basic requirements that you need to demonstrate, you know, all
0: right. So are you saying that maybe there's some, some light it. here that that we may agree on? Are you saying that states which do not require any level of prerequisite, those states or you disagree with those states and how they're applying the law. Is is that what you're saying? Or how they're applying the constitutional standard?
4: I think they have the right under the Constitution to do so. I, if I were to craft the legislation, I would probably have just a you know just a basic competency of, of uh, demonstrating your ability okay. uh, to have a firearm and to handle it
0: properly. Do you agree with their logic in the interpretation of the Constitution? Like for example, attorney, when the state says we actually have the right to eliminate all. Prerequisites, all permitting, um, constitutional carry means in this state you can just carry a gun because you choose to. Do you agree with how they're reading the Constitution to allow them to make that law?
4: Right. Yeah. So the, the Second Amendment doesn't put any prohibition on being able to uh, you know, carry a weapon, but you know the the Supreme Court has you know said uh, has essentially given the okay to. Do things like prohibiting domestic abusers, obviously, from from being able to access weapons, things of that nature, which I agree. All right,
0: so the logic is, uh, it's okay, it may not be your your cup of tea. But it is constitutionally, I guess, viable when they interpret the constitution to say because this is a right, you do not need to go through a prerequisite of government to exercise it. Here's a question I have for you, attorney, Mm -hmm. is voting a right? Yes. Okay, do you now advocate that in order to exercise your right to vote, you do not need to go through any prerequisite of registration, of identi- identification producing or anything. Because it is in fact a right as well. No,
4: of course not, you have to be registered, I mean, you know, I just-
0: uh, But wait a, a
4: minute, that's not what ago. the constitution you know, I to go says, through, sir. I had to go through a background check, oh, I had to go- But, through but, but wait a minute, dear right?
0: brother, attorney, attorney. Yeah. You just cited that the constitution does not prohibit or provide additional auxiliary information or a relevancy to you bearing an arm, that's correct. You can just do it, right? So you agree with that. The Constitution also does not create barriers to you participating in elections. However, we have statutorily done so and you're okay with that. So explain to me why you're not okay with having common sense registration for firearms, mm-hmm. but you're okay with having registration to exercise the right to vote.
4: Well, if, if we're talking about sort of a, a national database, is that where you're getting at for, for firearms? No, sir, I'm
0: not talking about or, a national I mean, database. My question you stands have to pass, you have to pass pass,
4: Of course, you have to pass background checks, right? You have to be a free citizen.
0: So what are you talking yeah,
4: about? Yeah, so I, 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 well, no, I'm, I'm fully in support of obviously um, you know, going through a process where you get background checks and- But, but uh, I'm, not, you know, I'm not even talking about- Keeping that. them out of yeah. the hands of domestic well, abusers and all that.
0: But my question to you is very simple, mm-hmm. do you not see the hypocrisy in state governments passing laws that say, okay, this is a constitutional right. Because right. it is a right, we're now going to eliminate you needing to provide registration, engage in some government prerequisite to exercise the right. However, it makes perfect sense to have those same restrictions where you have to register, you have to provide documentation in order to exercise your right to vote. That makes sense, okay, mm-hmm. but for individuals like yourself, the other part doesn't. It, 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 You mean to tell me that it makes more sense to have to register to vote, than you have to register uh, in order to obtain a firearm, or to conceal carry.
4: Sure, do you think that a uh, going through the registration process the vote is more of a burden than having to go through background checks in order to purchase a firearm? Cuz we
0: have- You don't have to go through, sir, that's another misnomer. I'm gonna correct you on the record. Uh, 40%, 41% of all firearm sales in the United States of America are done so without the use of a background check, because they don't have to. Private to private gun sales and the gun show loophole provides that opportunity. That needs well, the to be gun show fixed.
4: loophole is like, is like less than like 1% of all gun purchases. So if, 41%, you, if you go through a registered well, register firearm dealer, go through a registered firearm dealer, you have to go through a background sir, 41%, check.
0: I'm not
4: sure we are getting 41% of firearms are gone without a background check. Where do you get that information from?
0: 41%, you can check it out when we get off the show, guarantee I'm correct. 41% of all gun sales in this country do not require, do not mandate a background check because they're private to private sellers of guns. So it's not required. It's ironic that even if you sell somebody a car, you have to do what's called due diligence. Mm -hmm. A good faith effort to make sure they can actually drive it. You gotta do that, that's law, okay? Gotta do that most states say that's just law, makes sense. My point attorney is that when you start getting into the weeds of these particular rulings, they don't add up to linear logic there's a deviation from the thought and how it started. So there's one thought that says the right to bear arms is constitutional and cannot be infringed on by state governments. So there's no registration needed. And then the right to vote, however, can be infringed on by government and registration is required. Those two dynamics coexist in hypocrisy. Do you not agree?
4: Yeah. So, if you're, if you're asking me if I think that, you know, all, all uh, background, every, every gun you purchase from authorized zero has to go through FBI background check, I completely agree with that. With, with a private sale transfer, if we're talking about, you know, a son giving it to his, his child or, uh, you know, I, that, that's, that's okay. An adult child or something, an adult, that's fine with me. But, um, you know, I, I completely agree you need to go through background checks in order to uh, purchase firearm.
0: All right, but once again, you see the hypocrisy that I'm bringing to your attention, how you have uh, one side that says, listen, eliminate prerequisites, let people constitutional carry, but they don't believe in constitutional voting. Do you not see the hypocrisy I'm bringing to your forefront?
4: It, by do you think registration is, is a burden so much so that it uh, violates a constitutional right to vote?
0: No, is registering or uh, applying for a permit to conceal your firearm. Is that unduly burdensome, sir? Is that what you're saying? Is that too much to He's ask?
4: Destroying, applying for a a, a permit to, to be able to constitutionally carry, to be able to carry your firearm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think that's fine.
0: Okay, yeah, so you don't
3: think
4: I think that's fine as long as based on objective criteria, uh, I think that's fine from a constitutional perspective. You know, the, the problem with places like New York and California is that is subjective criteria based on what they call uh, you know, um, um, good cause, right, or proper cause. And that could be anything, but if it's objective criteria, that's I'm perfectly fine then. Supreme Court, by the way, said it said if New York wishes to to have stricter permitting, uh, you know, they require, for example, fifty hours of training before you can get a a license. Um, that's fine. They're they're permitted to do so. They're just not allowed to have uh, subjective criteria in order to uh, prevent people from being able to to carry a weapon on themselves. And What's the difference passport?
0: between subjective and objective in the context you just laid?
4: yeah so objective criteria is basically it'll say okay if you if you um, basically do these things like uh, get the x hours of firearm training uh, pass a moral character exam um, you know uh, pass this test you get the license subjective is basically where they don't tell you uh, what criteria you're being, going to be judged on uh, and it's up to the whims of a of a sheriff or a cop to
0: Yeah, but that's not what the New York case said. The New York case actually did have a criteria. You may not like it, it was extremely restrictive, Uh, but it it did have a criteria. Well, it's subjective. See, here's the thing, all laws, sir, you're a law school graduate. You have studied how laws were and still are very subjective to the authors of them written by legislatures who were very partisan and opinionated, sir. So when you say objective versus uh, subjective, you're really, saying two words that have no difference in the context of the law. Because there are many laws that we follow today and that we have to adhere to that are in fact subjective even though we will call them objective. That's why I wanted you to split the difference in that. What makes it subjective to objective? And I don't think you can actually tell me the line here. Well, no. Yeah,
4: so with objective criteria, it says if you do XYZ, you get the license. With subjective, it says if you do XYZ plus, um, you you satisfy some random police officers uh, you know uh, uh, viewpoints, uh, then you make get a, a, a license. That's that's what separates it. So objective criteria that's spelled out beforehand uh, that you can either satisfy or not uh, will make it objective, right? So it okay. has to, the elements have to be spelled out.
0: So let's let's go back to some legal theater here. You're saying that if New York right now passes a new policy, a new um, gun control dynamic, and they simply spell out 20 different things you gotta do in order to carry in their jurisdiction. Are we now constitutional again?
4: Should be, I mean, it depends on exactly what it is, but if it's within- no, no, the. No, 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 you didn't say it gun. depends
0: on exactly what it is. You just said it right. depends on if it's exacting. So if I have 20 exacting things that you must do right. in order to carry in this jurisdiction, Am I not back constitutional again?
4: So, again, it would have to depend on. I mean, like, if you were to, if you were going to be subjective again, or if it was going to be no, something sir. so out of bounds, no, sir. obviously, if there's no. 20 but,
0: very specific right, things the, that I'm saying right. you have to do in order to obtain um, a permit to carry here, does that not bring me back, according to the ruling of the court, to right. constitutional muster?
4: So it would, it would so, so long as it wasn't something just completely out of bounds, and a reasonable subject that you're not being able to exercise your second amendment right? right. Uh, but you, yeah, there, there, are, there are 50 states in this country, there are plenty of examples of other states you can look to that have criteria and you can just implement those. Uh, and you can make them a bit more stringent, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, you or you know, can just do it with the way-, way like firearm training.
0: Right, right or do it know, the way your local community fine. demands it be done, because you have to serve a local constituency. You can do it that way as well. Attorney, it was a pleasure, brother, thank you for pleasure. being on the show.
4: Appreciate it, Dr. Ritchie, thanks so Absolutely.
0: much. Absolutely. All right, don't forget the conversation. Make sure you tune in and remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other and take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.